Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 83 of my little wrestling recap show where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, let you know what's going on in both of those companies storyline-wise, let you know if there's some awesome matches you should go out of your way to check out, and at the end of the show I give out my three stars of the week, awarding my three favorite matches that I saw that week. And if there are any big major pay-per-views, I will be doing a separate review reviewing those as well. So let's dive into the recap. With Monday Night Raw, they were in Virginia. Oh snap, and we are starting the show off with Jay Uso. He welcomes the crowd. Jay has blue hair and a blue shirt on. Does this guy know what show he's on? It's Monday Night Raw, bro. It's red, but he's got all this blue on. It was just bothering the hell out of me. Kevin Owens comes out. He tells Jay he understands what he's going through. And here come the Judgment Day. They interrupt. Remind Jay the offer still stands to join with the Judgment Day. Damien calling out Kevin Owens for a match. Jay says he's got Kevin's back. Super kicks the Judgment Day, and that ends this little segment. Pretty solid, and we go into a match now. It's Kevin Owens and Jay Uso teaming up against Damian and Finn Balor with Dom Dom in their corner. Judgment Day attacks Kevin Owens' knee. Jay hitting a nice dive on Judgment Day onto the outside. Dom with a cheap shot to Kevin's knee. They just keep going after that knee. And then Kevin with a lovely Tornado DDT and a top rope brain buster. Like, damn, I don't know if I've seen him do either of those moves in a long time or ever. Thumbs up. We got Priest. He avoids a super kick from Jay, but Jay accidentally nails Kevin Owens in the face. Whoopsie daisy. We got a coup de gras by Finn Balor and Judgment Day pick up the W. A pretty good way to start off the show. Some nice back and forth match right there. Kevin Owens, like I said, pulling out some moves I don't think he's pulled out in a while, so that was good. And adding some intrigue here between Kevin Owens and Jay's relationship with the super kicks. So we'll see. There's no Sami Zayn on this show, so I don't know if there's going to be, you know, Sami's telling Kevin, like, oh, it was an accident. More than likely, that's what we're going to do next week. But it was a good match. Seven out of ten. And then Kevin Owens and Jay continue to argue backstage. Kevin tells Jay to go dye his hair, and then he leaves. I really appreciate that, Kevin. Thank you. Go dye your hair freaking red. What are you thinking? Thumbs up. That made me giggle. We move on. It is The Miz going up against my boy. It's Akira Tozawa. Miz doing the one-man shatter machine. I just, fuck, I love that move. It looks so great. Love it. And not one, not two, but three skull-crushing finales for a major overkill victory over my poor man, Tozawa. Glorified squash match right here, but a pretty good message was sent to LA Knight. Yeah, so uh, pretty well done. Now we have Chelsea Green is backstage. She's trying to recruit a new partner. She finds Shayna Baszler, claims that Piper is too hurt to fight, but then Piper appears, takes her titles, and Chelsea away. So... That relationship continues, and Chelsea continues to be scared of her own partner. Pretty enjoyable stuff. Speaking of enjoyable stuff, we have Gunther's Intercontinental Championship celebration time for becoming the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion in WWE history. Well-deserved. Thumbs up for that. And finally, 
Finally, the Honky Tonk Man's longest reign as Intercontinental Champion is is over. It's not that he was horrible, but when you see the lineage and the names associated with the Intercontinental Champion, and then having Honky Tonk Man being the longest reigning champion, it just doesn't look right. And now Gunther taking over, that is a much, much better fit. So Chad Gable interrupts the celebration. He's still upset and quite sore from last week's war. Chad blames Gunther for making his daughter cry. Now I got a problem with that. You brought your daughter to the show, Chad. That is on you, my man. Gable has a new flame burning and he wants another shot at the title. Gunther calls Chad a terrible father and then all hell breaks loose. Otis runs down to help Gable, but they are still outnumbered, so Tommaso Ciampa bolts down with a chair, chasing off Imperium. Pretty good segment right here, man. I Loving Gunther, he's fired up, good trash talk to Gable, and of course Gable coming out very fired up, loving this rivalry, thumbs up. We got backstage segment, Alpha Academy suggests to Ciampa they team up later and take out Imperium. Ciampa doesn't say anything, he just walks away, so they take it as a yes. Moving on, we got Xavier Woods going up against Drew McIntyre. All right. So Drew is dominating this match, cracking Woods with some really gnarly chops, like dropping Xavier like a sack of potatoes. Tosses Xavier around like a toy. Tosses him over the announce table. Nice counter into a top rope rolling powerbomb by Xavier. Nails a sky-high leg drop, and Xavier is rolling. Drew goes for the Claymore, Woods counters it with a super kick, and then Xavier turns right into a Claymore out of nowhere. Drew picks up the W. Damn, dude, that was a heck of a match right there. You know, at the beginning, Woods was getting dummied, but then he turned it on, and Woods looked very, very impressive, even though he lost the match, but I thought he pulled off some really awesome counters, and of course, Drew McIntyre looking monstrous while making Woods look competitive and, like, belonging in the ring with with him, so that was well done. Great match. I'm giving this an 8 out of 10. We move on. It is Cody Rhodes. He would like to talk about... Jay Uso, and then he is immediately interrupted by Dom Dom and JD McDonough. Crowd boos Dom mercilessly. It's still funny. Crowd takes out the trash, putting a whooping, or sorry, Cody takes out the trash, putting a whooping down on Dom and McDonough. Crowd goes, whoa, and they are happy. So, you know, it was fine. I'm uh, like, I know Cody is probably dealing with still um, a little bit of an injury, but is this all we're going to do with him? Like, he's basically just coming out. So the crowd can do the whoa, whoa thing. It's great. It's over. It's huge. But I want some more out of Cody Rhodes. But uh, I'll give him a little break for now. So we move on. Drew McIntyre calls out Jay Uso backstage for a match. Jay accepts. Yeet, everybody. Yeet. We got Chelsea Green with Piper Nevin going up against Shayna Baszler. Baszler throws her gross wet hairband at Piper. That's just disgusting. They exchange some words. Baszler takes out Green with Rousey's finisher, calling it the Exterminatus. What the fuck kind of name is that? For a quick W. Eh, it was a it was not not that great of a match. Piper and Shayna get into it, but Zoe Starks runs down to back up Baszler for some reason, which is confusing because last week Zoe and Shayna were not very friendly with each other. So maybe there's some mutual respect here or just a common enemy in Piper Niven. So I don't know what's going to go on with that, but fairly interesting. 
We move on to the World Heavyweight Champion, Seth Frickin' Rollins. He is cutting a super fired up promo, calls out Shinsuke yet again. We got a video, shows Shinsuke attacking poor innocent Ricochet. What the heck did Ricochet do? Nakamura says he's going to take Seth's title, and a pretty good promo right here from Seth. I'll give him a thumbs up. Mind games for Shinsuke, his side of the promo, eh, not, not as awesome. It was fine. It's acceptable. We move on. It's six-man tag team action. Alpha Academy and Champa going up against Imperium. Imperium laying in cheap shots on Gable behind the referee's back. Otis hits a caterpillar on Kaiser. The crowd is very pleased by this. Gable chaos theory on Vinci. That is what he's calling that delayed German suplex. Absolutely gorgeous. Gunther breaks up the pin. Hell breaks loose. Chad gets Vinci in an ankle lock. Champa locks Gunther in a hold, preventing him from saving Geo, and he taps out. Alpha Academy and Champa pick up a huge W over Imperium. Nice match. You know, Champa moving well in the ring. Good to see him. He has been battling injury for like two years now, so hopefully he can get. Uh, Hit the ground running again. That would be great. His um, his run on the main roster has not been excellent so far. Alpha Academy, great crowd response. They're still very, very popular. Even Otis, who doesn't get as much airtime as Gable right now, but still good. And of course, Gable. Does he have the best German suplex in the business right now? I can't think of a one, another German suplex that is better than that delayed suplex. It is amazing. 7 out of 10, good match. Now we have a visit from Tiffany Stratton. She is speaking with Adam Pierce in his office. They are joined by Becky Lynch. Pierce has a contract ready for a match for the Women's NXT Championship on Tuesday. Tiffany and Becky, they exchange some mean words with each other. The contract is signed. Hell yeah, that is awesome. Thumbs up for this segment. It was pretty good. And admittedly, I am blown away that Becky Lynch has not been the NXT Women's Champion yet. I thought for sure she was. I did a little research, and no, she has not held the Intercon- or sorry, the NXT Championship before. So, I mean, it, it could totally happen, but I don't know. It's going to be very, very interesting to see Becky Lynch back in NXT. Can't wait for that. Now we move on to the main event. Women's World Championship on the line. Rhea Ripley defending against Raquel Rodriguez. This time, Dom Dom is banned from ringside. So we got a rematch here from Payback. I wasn't big on their match from Payback. So let's see if they can improve. So we got the test of strength going on again. Raquel overpowering Rhea early in the match. Ripley with a senton dive off of the steel steps. That was pretty cool. And then both women simultaneously booting each other in the face. They both go down pretty hard. Look good. Thumbs up. We got Ripley pulling out a frog splash for her Latino heat. But Raquel is able to kick out of that. Rodriguez catching Ripley. Senton slams her into the table. And then a powerbomb on the apron. It sounds better than it looked. Like she was pretty feathery with the slam. Which, I mean, I imagine that uh, Rhea Ripley was very appreciative of that. But she could have she could have really got her good on that one. But she, she kind of reared back a little bit. And then out of nowhere, a returning Nia Jax attacks Rodriguez. Ripley able to capitalize, Riptide pins, and retains the women's world title. I would say that was a better match than what they did at Payback. Um, Some stiffness in there was nice. Raquel fairly fired up performance. Really solid match overall. And then Nia is not done. She attacks the champion, Rhea Ripley, squashes her with a big old splash, and that is the end of the show. 
Oh, baby. Welcome back, Nia Jax. I am a huge fan of her. I know she's rough in the ring and she has a tendency to hurt people, but... I am a huge fan of her, man. She has she has so much character. She's just a oh man, I am so happy to see her back. Hopefully she'll be working a little bit safer nowadays, but regardless, it's a thumbs up for the return of Nia Jax. So, how did we do on Monday Night Raw? Well, honestly, I don't have any complaints for this show. I thought it was pretty damn good all all said and done. The the Drew McIntyre and Xavier Woods fight was just awesome it was way better than anything i was expecting they gave him a good amount of time good back and forth both guys look really good i would like those two to continue their feud i think it's going really well gunther and gable's rivalry continuing i'm really enjoying that the nia Jax return gotta be loving that i think it was a really good raw this week seven and a half at the now we go to nxt 2.0 and they're kicking the show off with a number one contenders match for Carmelo Hayes' NXT Championship, it is Wesley going up against Ilya Dragunov. Oh, baby. Dragunov brutally German suplexes Wesley onto the announce table. Good lord, that's a thumbs up. Wesley super kicks Ilya Dragunov's nose off, and oh my god, he got him right in the face. How you doing? Wesley with a tornado DDT, Ilya onto the floor and then hits a crazy dive, clearing the ring post. Like, oh my goodness, dude. Amazing. Thumbs up. Druganov needing two horrific forearm smashes to Lee's head for the W. Oh man. That was a vicious match. Like, oh my god. Stiff is putting it lightly. They were beating the crap out of each other. And some jaw-dropping highlights, man. I mean, wow. Could have been a longer match, admittedly. I wish it did go on a little bit longer, but they got a lot in there, and probably, I think that was easily a under 10-minute match, maybe 7 minutes. Wasn't very long, but damn, was it ever great. 8 out of 10. What a match. We move on. It is Von Wagner. Uh, he apparently has a skull fracture after the brutal attack last week by Braun Breaker. He smashed his head with the steel ring steps, the... the, the video feed cut off and we didn't get to see it but i believe this is all storyline i don't think braun breaker actually squashed a man's head because he would probably be in prison regardless baron corbin comes out he cuts a promo about the whole situation calls out braun breaker to answer for his actions baron getting real but apparently it's just a joke oh baron starts praising braun for what he did last week and Braun just doesn't care. He doesn't want Corbin's praise. Instead, he calls him out for a match at no mercy. Damn. All right. Corbin with a straight-up bitch slap. You know that unleashes hell. A brawl breaks out. And a good segment right here, man. I, I must say, I am loving Braun Breaker as a, as a heel. He just seems to be loving it. And you can tell in his, in his performance and promos now, they're much, much better. And I like Baron Corbin on NXT, man. I haven't liked Baron Corbin this much in a long time. So I'm, I'm digging this. Thumbs up. We got Miles Bourne with Briggs and Jensen going up against Kemp, Dempsey, and Gulak. Bourne decides he is going to switch teams mid-fight, joins Gulak's group, attacking Briggs and Jensen. Kemp picks up the pin for the W. Uh, Alrighty then, not gonna lie, barely know who Miles Bourne is. Kind of, I had no idea he was even here, but uh, I didn't see that coming, so there's that. 
We got JC Jane and Thea Hale. They are hanging out at like what appears to be the saddest bar in the world. Like no music, just just no atmosphere whatsoever. Then some dudes start hitting on them and they hit on them back, but with their fists. So yeah, girl power and all that stuff. Fun stuff. We got Lyra Valkyria going up against Dana Brooke with Kalani Jordan. The crowd is all over Dana Brooke in this match, chanting she sucks and to go away. I mean, yes, yes to all that. Valkyria hits a top rope splash, putting away Dana. Uh, match was pretty whatever, not a lot going on there. Dana hesitant to shake hands with Lyra after the match, but she does. Lyra turns her back. Dana goes to jump her, but Kalani Jordan stopping Dana. So, looks like we're leading up to some sort of Kalani Jordan versus Dana Brooke. We all know that Kalani should destroy Dana Brooke, and yeah, that'll be that. We got Eddie Thorpe backstage. He's interrupted by a video of Dijak in the middle of nowhere in a thunderstorm. He takes off his belt and then just... Beats the shit out of a tree. I, I'm i very confused. That might have been one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen on NXT. Moving on. We got Dom Dom and Carmelo Hayes. They're having an exchange of words backstage. Quite interesting. And this will lead to a champion versus champion match next week. So that should be a lot of fun. And now we got our girl, the special guest for NXT this week. It's Becky Lynch. She is interviewed about her match tonight. Kiana James appears telling Becky to beat it. Becky says, Nana. So that could potentially be a match of the future. Becky Lynch versus Kiana James. Gotta say, man, Kiana James, one of the more underrated uh, female wrestlers, I think, in the whole business, man. She is really good. We got a Global Heritage Invitational match. We got Tyler Bate going up against Axiom. Awesome chain wrestling to start this match. Just counters and fast-moving, awesome stuff. Axiom takes flight, hitting Bate with a springboard moonsault. Axiom counters the airplane spin into a poison Rana. That was awesome. Thumbs up for that. We got a top rope Spanish fly. Always Always awesome. Tyler rebound Lariat. Tyler driver 97 pins. And Tyler Bate earns two more points in the tournament. Lots of impressive uh, counters in this match. High flying on point. And a little bit of technical wrestling in there as well. Lots to like here. 7.5 out of 10. Really good stuff. We got Trick. Uh, Trick Williams backstage. He is asking Carmelo Hayes if he can be in his corner next week. But Carmelo says, nah, nah, bro. I got this. All me. So everything seems cool. You know, Trick is like, yeah, man, no problem. I understand that. But is this another one of those seeds getting planted for maybe a future falling out between Trick and Carmelo Hayes? We'll just have to wait and see. Up next, we got the Creed bros going up against Blade and Anofe. Blade Nanofe off to a really hot start, getting in some really good offense until the Creed's rally back. They hit the Cannonball Doomsday device for the W. A short but sweet match. Again, I wish they would utilize Blade Nanofe more. They are an excellent tag team that just doesn't get enough time in this match as well because it was a very short match. Now we move on. Is another Global Heritage Invitational match. Nathan Frazier going up against Akira Tozawa. Tozawa, on fire, hits a nice suplex, shining wizard, and a dive to the outside. Hell of a combo. Nathan bounces back with a superplex, twisty neckbreaker thingy, and he pins and wins. Tozawa, 
or sorry, uh, Nathan Frazier picking up two points over Tozawa. I don't think Tozawa has a point yet in this tournament. I mean, I'm not surprised when you look at the way that Tozawa's been booked for for all these years and the competition around him. But yeah, kind of disappointing, man. Tozawa, another really underrated guy. He is awesome. But a very quick match. The ending was admittedly quite flat and kind of this match wasn't very good. I wasn't liking it. So eh, we move on. It is Mustafa Ali. He is getting interviewed, and he wants to take the North American Championship away from Dom Dom. I mean, I mean, he could. He very well could. We'll just have to wait until next week. And then a fight breaks out behind uh, Mustafa in the interview. It's Gigi Dolan blindsiding JC Jane, I think. Pretty sure it, it, it might have been Thea Hale, but I'm pretty sure it was, it was uh, JC Jane. I know for sure it was Gigi Dolan because of her red hair. Anyway. We move on. It is main event time. NXT Women's Championship on the line. Tiffany Stratton defending against Becky Lynch. So the crowd absolutely losing their mind seeing Becky Lynch in an NXT ring again. That is awesome. Stratton with a nice spine buster and an even nicer Swanton Bomb on Becky. I mean, that Swanton Bomb was lovely. What do you think about that, Jeff? Thumbs up. Tiffany able to get out of the disarmor. Hits Becky with a gnarly double stomp. Just, ow. Looked really, really painful. Moonsault attempt countered into a Russian leg sweep by Becky. They did that on, like, the kind of a springboard situation. That was very cool. Becky off the barricade. Hits a leg drop onto the table. Table does not break, and it didn't look like it hurt at all. So Becky does a better one inside of the ring. We got a moonsault is missed by Stratton. Becky hits a manhandle slam. Pins? And no, NXT Women's Champion, it is Becky Lynch. Woo, damn. Hell of a main event right there. Back and forth battle, good counters, close near falls. I mean, damn, where was where was more of this out of Tiffany Stratton? All said and done, her championship reign was rather disappointing. I had my hopes uh, set pretty high for Tiffany Stratton. I think she's quite solid, uh, good, actually, in the ring. I think she's got a solid gimmick, especially for a heel. She's very easy to hate. And I think she's got some pretty good mic skills. It's just too bad they didn't let her have... Very many matches defending her championship, and now it's gone. So Becky Lynch is the champ now. But I enjoyed this match. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. And it's going to be a fun run with Becky Lynch as champion in NXT. How long is that going to go for? Well, I think she's going to have her pick at the crop down there. It looks like she wants to go after Keanu James first. And I think that's a an excellent first opponent to go up against. So that should be a lot of fun. And that's the end of the show. Uh, the only thing that I was upset with this show was uh, some of the matches were too short, especially that phrase, uh, Nathan Frazier and Tazawa. I was, again, when it's a tournament match, I expect the competitiveness to get jacked up. And it was, I'm not going to say it was a squash match, but it was maybe like three or four minutes. Just not really long enough. Doesn't make Tazawa look good. You know, it doesn't really make Frazier look all that good because Tazawa never looks all that good so he's not that big of an opponent for him so I'm a little disappointed in that other than that man I mean Wesley and Dragunov was excellent Braun and Baron they're having a really good back and forth little uh, shit talk phase right now I'm loving that and the main event obviously having Becky Lynch down there is excellent is everyone going to be happy about that you know honestly I was 
scanning the crowd during this match and I saw a lot of people uh, not supporting Becky Lynch. I saw people booing her. I saw thumbs down. I, I I understand why people don't like when big names come down and especially when the big name comes down and wins the championship. You know, NXT is supposed to be kind of the stepping stone to the next level, the main roster, and you don't want them necessarily to get squashed or look bad against the competition up there, but I think it's beneficial for them. Uh, Eventually, someone's going to have to beat Becky Lynch, and when they decide which women or woman is going to beat her, that's going to be a big, big deal for her and her career going forward. Who is that next woman going to be to beat her? I don't know quite yet, but it's going to be fun to see Becky Lynch fighting some different competitors this time around, so I'm I'm excited for it. It should be pretty cool. And I thought it was a good NXT this week. Going to give it a a 7.5. Okay, and we'll do things a little bit differently this week. We'll go to AEW now. We're going to do Dynamite. They were in Cincinnati, Ohio. And you better believe they're starting off the show with an international championship match with the hometown boy, John Moxley, defending against Big Bill with Ricky Stocks. Big Bill laying in some big shots on Moxley, busting him open. Uh, of course, Moxley bleeding. What else is new? I, I dig it, man. I dig it. We got a nice boss man slam by Bill. Mox firing up. Knocks down Big Bill with a big old King Kong lariat. Ricky Starks crotches Moxley on the ropes. Here comes Danielson. He takes out Ricky. Bill with a big old choke slam. Moxley able to kick out of that. Bill gets caught in a triangle choke. Cannot get out and he is forced to tap out. Moxley retains. Real good bloody fight, mostly all Moxley's blood, but yeah, I enjoyed this. Crowd was hot, and dude, if this is what they're going to be, how they're going to start every Dynamite now with an international championship match, John Moxley defending, fuck yeah. Good shit, seven and a half, atin. We got Starks and Bill, they attack Moxley after the match. Claudio runs down to save his fellow Blackpool Combat Club members. Nice. All right, up next, we got Don Callis and Takeshka. They unveil their next masterpiece. Also, Takeshka gets a new nickname. He wants to be called the Alpha now. And I don't like that Don't like that nickname whatsoever, but here, there it is. So the masterpiece slash target is revealed to be Koda Ibushi. Oh, baby, that is going to be cool. So what do I mean by those masterpieces? Uh, it's those big fucking nicely painted pictures that uh, they keep showing off. I would love to have those pictures. They are gorgeous. Now, Don trashes Kenny Omega as always, calling him a cuck. Not really sure what that means, but it, it can't be good. And we get a cute little interaction backstage between Hook and Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy, man. Every single thing that this man does is entertaining to a whole nother level. Love this little segment right here. Thumbs up. We move on to a number one contender's four-way match. Tony Storm versus Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker. Finally, not in a trio's tag. All right, so we got a nasty hip attack from Tony on Nyla. You know I love that. Rose gets her revenge with a big old beast bomb on Tony. Britt will not pull the trigger on Sheeta the first time, but she doesn't hesitate the second time, kicks her right in the face. Tony, out of nowhere, steals the pin from Britt for the W, so Tony Storm will face her friend, Soraya, for the championship. Match was, it was okay, it was admittedly a little bit sloppy, short, and the ending was kind of like, oh, okay, like, I, it fits what Tony Storm's character is like right now, but 
And and speaking of Tony Storm, she was definitely the highlight of this match. She was the most noticeable one, and uh, I love her gimmick right now. It's go- I'm actually quite excited to see uh, how that interaction is going to go down in that match with Soraya and Tony Storm. They're friends, but you know Tony Storm has been kind of losing her mind over the last few weeks. So it's going to be really fun to see how that match goes down. Looking forward to that. We move on. It is Les Sex Gods. They cut a promo. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. We got, I have to shout this chick out. I mean, this lovely lady in the crowd with the biggest jugs I have ever seen. And they are just barely contained in this tiny little shirt. Good job for the cameraman. She got her airtime. Wow. Anyway, back on track. Jericho plays a video for Sammy, showing off their cute little bromance over the years, the good times, the bad times. Jericho buttering up Sammy and Sammy buttering up Chris. Just a couple of Butter Brothers right here, but Sammy says he wants to finally get out of Chris Jericho's shadow and earn his respect. Chris tells him it will not be easy, they have a stare down, and oh hell yeah dude, I am pretty pumped up for this match, it should be good. This could be the star making performance for Sammy Guevara, who admittedly he's kind of maturing a little bit he you know i've watched this guy grow up basically basically uh to a young cocky kid he's going to become a father really soon so he's starting to mature right in front of her eyes this was a really good segment right here thumbs up we got mjf oh yeah he cuts a promo backstage oh yeah he's trashing roddy strong calling him a simple bitch And he's trashing Samoa Joe. He says he will beat whichever one wins the tournament tonight. MJF pulling out one of his best Steiner math impressions. And he absolutely crushes it. The math. uh, If you do not know the legendary math promo from Scott Steiner when he was in TNA. Look that shit up. And then compare it to how MJF did it. He probably did it better. But wow. Hell of a job right there. Thumbs up. We got Brian Cage with Prince Nana going up against Adam Page. Adam with a 619 goes for the buckshot, but Swerve comes out distracting Page. Cage with a power slam pulls off a moonsault. Like, dude, oh my god. He pulls out that moonsault like nobody's business. He's 180 fucking million pounds of muscle. It's crazy. I'm I'm blown away. Hangman hits a moonsault of his own, but he does it off of the top rope to the floor on Cage. I'll give that a thumbs up. What got an F5 is countered into a roll-up by Page. That was sick. Near fall right there. Deadeye by Hangman puts away Cage for a big W. Oh my, dude. Like I say this every time I see Brian Cage wrestle, he is just so impressive to watch. I mean, wow. And Hangman, no slouch in the ring out there either tonight. Good match. Seven at ten. We got Swerve. He calls out Hangman for a match. Then sends Cage to blindside him. Nana is dancing like a freaking idiot. He doesn't notice the young bucks have arrived behind him. Cage and Nana eat some super kicks. All right. We got Danny Garcia. He is interviewed backstage, but is interrupted by Don Callis, who would love to have him join up with him. Danny dances away from Don, and oh my god, dude, that dance. It's becoming viral. Apparently, like, NFL players are doing the, the Danny Garcia dance. It's a, it's a 9 out of 10 dance, bro. It's unbelievable. Thumbs up. We got Nick Wayne and Darby Allen teaming up against Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange with Anna Jay and Jake Haggard. Christian and Luchasaurus come out to join commentary, watch the match. Wayne plays Damage Sponge for this one. Darby with the hot tag hits a painful looking dive, as always. 
Wayne dives to the outside, not as painful looking. We got a coffin drop on the inside. Darby and Wayne pick up an easy W. It was a fine tag team match with a good hot tag ending. Uh, It was pretty standard stuff. Christian doing what he does best. He starts talking some shit to Nick Wayne and Darby and the crowd because nobody is safe when Christian is around. Good stuff from Christian. Thumbs up. Now it is main event time. Grand Slam tournament finale. It is Roderick. I was going to call him Roddy, but and then I wanted to say Roderick, so whatever just came out of my mouth, that's what that was. So Roderick Strong with the kingdom going up against Samoa Joe. Joe putting an absolute whooping down on Roddy, just loving every minute of it with a big old smile on his face. Gotta love that. Roddy lays in a few heavy chops, but this only angers Samoa Joe. Roddy spiked like a football with a wicked Uranagi in the corner from Joe. Whew. Kingdom help Roddy, but doesn't do much. Joe clocks strong with a wicked strike. Locks in the choke. Roddy taps out. Samoa Joe wins the Grand Slam tournament, and he will be facing MJF for the title next week. Um, you know, not the match I was expecting right here. I I thought it was going to be more competitive. Not going to lie. I thought for sure Roderick Strong was going to get the win right here because of the kingdom and whatever beef is going on between him, uh, Adam Cole and MJF. But Samoa Joe getting the win here. I'm pleasantly surprised. I like this. And Joe looked dominant in this match. Like Roddy was barely, barely a challenge for Samoa Joe. So that was cool. And then Joe calls out MJF. Roddy fakes an injury. Adam Cole comes out to check on Strong. Joe pops out and he attacks Adam Cole. So are they working together now? I, I'm not sure. But right now, man, I am loving Samoa Joe. I mean, goddamn, he just looks like an absolute animal right now. He's so intense on the microphone. Good stuff. And that's the end of the show. No real major negatives. Other than like the women's division right now, for me, it's just kind of been spinning wheels a little bit. I'm very excited for the upcoming title match, but all the matches that they've been doing, those trios tag team matches were fucking brutal. That four-way tonight was just not up to par. I was really expecting a banger, and it was just kind of a, huh, I don't know what's going on with them right now, but, you know, I, I'm hoping for, for some better stuff. Other than that, some really good wrestling on tap and some solid segments. Seven and a half out of ten, good dynamite. And let's keep up with AEW right now. We'll save the SmackDown for last. If you watched it, you probably know why we'll save that one for last. But let's dive into Rampage this week. They were wherever the hell they were. They're starting off with an eight-man tag team match. Lucha Bros and the Hardy Bros, boys, whatever, versus the Jarrett, Lethal, Butcher, and Blade. You got Karen Jarrett shrieking throughout the whole entire match. It was absolutely unbearable. I have to give that a double thumbs down. I hated it. Lucha Bros with some nice high flying. Ray Phoenix pins Blade for a W. And Jesus, man, this was almost unbearable for me. I cannot stand this Jeff Jarrett group anymore with Sanjay Dutt, the shenanigan fest. And now they got Karen Jarrett getting more involved in the matches. She's shrieking. It's um it's god awful. I think it's one of, it's probably the most it's probably the worst thing that they're doing, and they give them so much time. Like, I understand that Jeff Jarrett is a legend and all that crap, but it is awful it is just unbearable double thumbs down for this get rid of Jeff Jarrett we move on to Matt Seidel and Christopher Daniels a very random mashup tag team right here going up against the kingdom Matt Taven and Bennett or I think that's his name whatever it's Taven and Bennett 
Kingdom with a combo kick backpack for the W. An okay match. I mean, really not a whole lot going on. Too short to really comment on anything going on in it. Kingdom tell us about neck health and then they leave. So very just bleh. We got the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass. They're going up against the Outrunners and Pete Avalon. And we just have another entertaining squash match for the Acclaimed, which... Honestly, I'm not a fan of this right now. So I love the acclaim. They come out, they're entertaining, they do the rap, and it's a lot of fun. But they are your trio's tag team champions, and that's supposed to be your best of the best. The creme de la creme, and you got them on squash matches week after week. It really just makes them look not that good, in my opinion. Like, you're you're putting, up, uh, putting them up against basically no-name guys. They're out there for three minutes. The match is maybe two minutes, and it's just a waste of time, in my opinion. So... After that, we got the Dark Order. They cut a promo on the acclaimed, calling them bad people and calling them out for having mediocre matches versus mediocre talent. And bro, I a million percent agree with the Dark Order, not the bad people part, but the mediocre matches and mediocre opponents, 100%. You gotta start putting the acclaimed against some real opponents. Dark Order would be a great team to put them up against but no more of the squash bullshit for your champions it's just a bad look man thumbs down we got Aussie Open going up against Chambers and Cruz yet another squash match eight uh Aussie Open with hitting two Coriolises and this is just boring to me at this point at this point I was like shocked at how bad the show is going so far another thumbs down we move to the main event. Can they salvage this show? We got the main event. It's TBS Championship on the line. Chris Statlander defending against the returning Jade Cardgill with Smart Mark. Stone distracting Chris. Jade bumps into Stone. He goes down. Hits a Jaded on Statlander, but we got a near fall right there. That might be the first time that someone's kicked out of a Jaded. Regardless, it doesn't happen very often, so pretty big deal. Statlander hits a Saturday night favor to retain the TBS championship. And this, though it didn't have a lot of, like, highlights necessarily, this was still a really good competitive match. I'd say it's one of uh, Jade's best performances, if not her best. It's definitely up there. And I don't know, maybe that break, like I said, when she kind of lost that championship she went away I was hoping maybe she could you know maybe take a break refine some of those skills and get kind of a reset and it looks like that little break uh did pretty did something for her because that was a pretty solid match right there I'm gonna give it a seven and a half out of ten and yeah that's the end of the show other than that main event this rampage was fucking trash bro I cannot believe it Again, you got your champs, your champions in squash matches week in, week out. Like, it's really just a bad look. The Jarrett group is, I would say, it's my most hated thing since Vicky Guerrero. Uh, Vicky Guerrero was one of the main, well, she was the main reason I stopped watching wrestling for, like, five years. Because I just could not take her on a weekly basis. And it's becoming like that with this Jarrett and Karen Jarrett group because they're just so annoying. Their matches are not entertaining in the slightest. The only thing that's good about it is the odd guitar shot. I just hate it, man. This was one of the worst things I've ever seen AEW do. This rampage sucked ass. Skip it. Three and a half at then. What the fuck? All right, collision time. Let's see what you guys can do. They're in Penn State University. We got Big Bill and Ricky Starks kicking it off, going up against Brian Danielson and Claudio of the BCC. Claudio with a solid 10,000 lariats on Bill in the corner. Then he hits him with a cutter. Bill basically just shrugs that off. He shuts it up, shuts that down with a big old choke slam. 
Ricky Starks hits a low blow behind the referee's back on Danielson. He hits a Rochambeau and picks up a huge pinfall victory over Brian Danielson. Good stiff tag match to open up the show. I liked it 7.5 out of 10. It might have gotten an 8, but there was a screaming kid. Like, oh my god, dude, there was a, this, this kid was shrieking the whole entire match. Thankfully, I don't know, security might have removed that child from the show because that, that shit did not continue for the rest of it. But, Jesus, during that opening match, man, it was horrible. <laughs> anyway, moving on. AEW World Tag Team Championships on the line. FTR defending against the Iron Savages with Jameson. Jameson is talking shit to FTR before the match. He eats a shatter machine. How you doing? FTR hit a superplex splash combo, pins, and retains the tag team championships. Solid match. Admittedly, I was a little bit disappointed. I kind of liked the Iron Savages. I was expecting and hoping for a long competitive match. Wasn't very long. Maybe like four or five minutes. It was It was fine. We got a... The Workhorse Men, whoever the fuck they are, they arrive, they challenge the champions to a title match, and the crowd is chanting, who are you? And so was I, because I have no idea who these guys are. We move on, now we have this little blooper that was running around Twitter, and uh, just the internet in general, so... Uh, we go to a backstage segment with Keith Lee getting interviewed, but we have like a producer who does the Take 22 Keith Lee interview, so... Keith Lee, dog, if this has taken you 22 takes to stand there and barely say a word with a couple of other guys, uh, that he gets interrupted by Taylor and, like, Jesus Christ, like, just knowing that and, like, Keith Lee looked beyond annoyed and pissed off, so I, they probably were on take 22, and, yeah, bro, I don't know what's going on with Keith Lee, man, it's just he has not gotten any traction whatsoever in AEW, I kind of wish he never left uh, WWE. I, I wish he stayed in NXT. He was a phenomenal fit for that that organized that that brand. And yeah, ever since that change, he has just been spinning tires. We move on. It is John Silver versus Anthony Bowens. Johnny tells the acclaimed they are scissoring wrong. That busted me. That was hilarious. Daddy and Max kicked out from ringside, so it is a straight-up 1v1 until Evil Uno appears from underneath the ring. Cheap shots Bowens hungry. Hits a punt to the head of Bowens, pins, and wins. Uh, Overall, solid match. They're moving along. Looks like we're going to be heading into that Dark Order versus the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass for the Trios Championships. And I'm looking forward to that. Finally seeing the Acclaimed not in a squash match. Excellent. Moving on. Eddie Kingston cuts a promo on Claudio. And of course, you know it's fantastic. It's Eddie Kingston. Thumbs up. And then we move on to another, this is a good little segment right here. It's Orange and Hook backstage. They're eating Doritos together. And they just suggest that they should probably tag with each other for a match at Grand Slam. I don't know their opponent just yet, but oh my god, what a mix, right? Orange, Cassidy, and Hook, too cool for school tag team? I love it. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun. We got Ozzy Open going up against two dudes. I have no idea who they are. And you guessed right. It's a squash match. Ozzy Open challenged FTR for a match at WrestleDream. You know how I'm going to feel about this. It's it's whatever. It's a squash match. Doesn't, doesn't deserve our time. Tony Storm does, though. She's getting interviewed. She complains about the lighting. And as always, man, entertaining Tony Storm segment right here. I love this gimmick for her. We move on. It is Scorpio Sky. He is back after, I think they said 13 or 14 months on the shelf. Uh, I think he had a knee injury. 
So he is back, and he is going up against Andrade. Sky pushes Andrade off of the top rope. Andrade takes a gnarly fall onto the apron. Looked like he fucked his shoulder up, but uh, I guess he's okay, because he locks in the figure eight, forcing Scorpio Sky to tap out. It was a fine match. You know, I feel like someone like Andrade probably got hurt, or they're just trying to ease Scorpio back in because they don't want him to go crazy. He's been on the shelf for over a year, so I, I wasn't expecting this to go all out, so it was fine. Bullet Club, uh, Bullet Club, they arrive. Jay White challenges Andrade to a match next week. That sounds like it could be awesome. I just Andrade, just don't get hurt. I want to see that match, please. We move on. It is the Hardy Boys going up against the Righteous. That is Vincent and Dutch. We got a Swanton Bomb stopped by Dutch. Vincent with a spin-out something pins Jeff for a W. An okay tag match. Not really much to say about this one. You know, Hardy's hit their shit. They didn't get the win. And then Righteous cut a very lame culty promo, calling out better than you, Bay Bay, for a tag team title shot. We'll see how that goes. Like, I liked, you know, I've seen Vincent. He's been around. I saw him wrestle live. He's a fine wrestler. It's just the cult gimmick thing is, like, so hit and miss. And I'd say majority of the time it misses because it's just really generic and bled. It's like, oh, all this just fucking, I don't know, man. It doesn't hit with me. I already got the culty thing going on in NXT with Joe Gacy and that freaking douchebag group. So it was whatever. We got the main event now. It is the TBS Championship on the line yet again this week. Chris Statlander, double duty. She is defending against Britt Baker. What a week for Chris Statlander, man. Britt Baker and Jade Cargill back-to-back defenses. Let's see if she's got it down. Britt hits a curb stomp, but that cannot put away the champion. Britt pulls out an angel wings plus another curb stomp. That is still not enough to put Chris Statlander down. Wow. Britt applies the lockjaw like a standing lockjaw, and then she gets the hands in her jaw. She brings her down to the ground, but Chris is able to counter that into a roll-up for a very, very resilient win, retaining the title yet again. Great match right here. I mean, nice counters throughout. Near falls were on point. Like, I really thought Britt had it for a second there. She, Britt Baker was also in her hometown of Pittsburgh. So, you know, the, the stars were kind of aligning. She had a big title defense the night before, but she still pulls it out. So, numerous things are good about this. It makes Chris Statlander basically a main event player now. You finally got uh, some of the bigger names in the women division coming down to, to challenge for the TBS championship. Britt Baker being one of the biggest names. And it was a really just a fucking great match. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Makes Chris Statlander look great. The TBS Championship continues to gain momentum and prestige. Well done. And that is the end of the show. I thought it was overall pretty solid. Uh, The collision matches, the opening match and the main event match were the highlights of this show. And then there was kind of a, quite a bit of filler throughout the middle of it. None of it was necessarily bad. It just wasn't, you know amazing or anything so i'm gonna give it a six and a half out of ten and that's it for aew let's swing back to the wwe because smackdown was insane so we got a big visit from a little somebody you might have heard of from hollywood down here in smackdown they're in denver and it's not only one return we get we're starting off with pat mcafee he is back for at least tonight anyway so Austin Theory interrupts the, the return of Pat, starts trash-talking him, saying he's going to drop him. Pat tells Austin, it's the people's show. <gasps> he said the people's. You know what that means. This summons, I shit you not, The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson back in 
WWE for a night with an electrifying ovation for Rocky as he finally does the classic line, finally back in Denver. Theory tries out some rock lines. It doesn't go good. Crowd boos the shit out of him. Rock gets the crowd to call Theory an asshole for a very long time, but it was pretty funny. Rock whoops Theory's candy ass, hits him with a people's elbow, crowd going banana. Pat McAfee does his own version of the people's elbow, and wow, man, what a fucking surprising treat for SmackDown and Denver. I mean, The Rock on SmackDown, it's been a hot minute, and... I mean, this is a double thumbs up moment. It's just, what a treat. What an absolute treat. I mean, awesome way to open up the show. Let's see if we can uh, keep the momentum going. We got AJ Styles going up against Finn Balor with Judgment Day. I mean, that's a main event match right there on paper. Let's see how it goes. We got a pretty nasty landing for Finn Balor off the Oshigoroshi by AJ Styles. Yeah, I can say Oshigoroshi. Don't come at me. Anyway, Judgment Day bothering Styles. Referee tosses them out. Thank God. God, Styles Clash interrupted by Jimmy Uso distracting AJ. Finn roll up. I'm keeping that one in. All right, uh, AJ Styles. Uh, oh my God, I fucked it up again. All right, third time's the charm. Finn Balor rolls up. AJ Styles steals the W. More of a storyline match right here, adding more heat to the Styles and Judgment Day feud. And yeah, pretty not bad. We got The Rock. He is greeted by an old friend backstage. It's John Cena. Oh my goodness. What a stacked show. You got Pat McAfee, The Rock, John Cena. What the fuck is going on here? They hug it out. And are we maybe teasing a Rock versus Cena 3 at WrestleMania? I mean, you kind of need to have the, the rubber match, right? So I don't know. That's not confirmed or anything. Just me speculating. We have the LWO there in the ring talking about Familia. Escobar asks Rey Mysterio for a shot at the United States Championship. Rey breaking Santos' balls a little bit, but he gladly accepts the challenge. Out comes Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. They're butting their way into the situation, looking for an opportunity. Toro and Wild challenge them to a fight, and we're going to have that fight right now. Del Toro and Wild versus the Street Profits. I think this is the first time Street Profits have been in a match under Bobby Lashley, so let's see how they do. They're also dressed like fucking they're in band class or something. Interesting outfit. We got the Profits. Well, they quickly put away LWO with a really cool spinebuster neckbreaker combo thing. I dug it. Profits continue the beatdown on LWO after the match. And yeah, I mean, it was nice to see the Profits in the ring under Bobby Lashley finally. It took forever, but they dominated the LWO, who was kind of, um, I'm not going to say like their top tier tag team, but they're well known, you know. And the match was kind of whatever, basically a squash match, but... LWO versus the Street Profits, Bobby Lashley, that could be really good. So you can do the tag team with the Street Profits and then maybe have Bobby Lashley go up against. You know, if uh, I, I would imagine that Escobar is going to win the United States Championship and then they can go to Escobar versus Bobby Lashley for a feud. That could be pretty good. It is LA nighttime. Yeah, he is going up against The Miz yet again. Knight botches a backflip counter. Kind of a scary bump right there, but he's okay. Kind of like landed awkwardly high up on his back uh knight hits a bft picks up yet another w over the miz and another really good match between these two man the chemistry i think is there i like the gimmicks going up against each other they're both good on the microphone i think it's a match made in heaven knight 
I'm going to give that a 7.5 at time, by the way. Knight is going to talk to us. Yeah. He says he's tops in the company. No one's going to get in his way. Not even Roman Reigns. There it is, baby. So we finally might be on our way to LA Knight versus Roman Reigns. Will he win? I have no idea. Moving on. It is a funny moment with Adam Pearce and Pretty Deadly backstage. Kind of forgot that Pretty Deadly was around. And the funny thing about this segment is that... um. The injured guy, I forget his name, but he's in a wheelchair, but he has like an elbow injury, and Adam Pierce is like, why is he in a wheelchair? And then they just like freak out. Good segment, thumbs up. We move on. It is Asuka versus Bailey with damage control. Another like main event sounding match on paper. Let's see how it goes. Asuka hits a wicked knee to the face off of the top to Bailey. Shotzi appears in the crowd. She scares the crap out of Bailey. Asuka backslide pin catches Bailey off guard for the W. Short match, not a whole lot going on right here. Asuka looking good heading into her title match. And then I guess we're going to have Shotzi going into it with damage control. That could be okay. We got the Waller effect now. This is the final segment of the show. And he has the guest of John Cena. So this is kind of what I wanted to go down at the last pay-per-view, but here it is, what, two weeks later? So let's see what it's about. We got Grayson Waller. He is mouthing off to John Cena, not letting John get any words in. And then Jimmy Uso arrives, again, stopping Cena from saying anything. (laughs) Pretty funny. Uso trashing Cena, and then Solo Sokolo wants some of the action. He comes down, kicks Cena right in the face. Jimmy joins in the beatdown. Out comes AJ Styles, out to save John Cena. Athena, good guys clear out the ring, everybody's happy, and the show ends. I mean, really, the only thing that I think is maybe a little bit wrong with the show is that uh, the wrestling was a little bit on the back burner, but kind of understandably, you got so many people, The Rock, John Cena, and Pat McAfee being here again. I really enjoyed the match between The Miz and LA Knight, I mean... They can keep that going for a little bit longer. I think they should, you gotta get to the next level. Like, let them have, uh, I don't know what kind of gimmick match you can put them in. Steel Cage, I don't know if that really fits. But there's gotta be something more. I don't think they can really get away with another singles match between these two without it getting, you know, repetitive and a little bit boring. But other than that, this was a pleasantly fun SmackDown. Seven and a half Ah, then you got to check out that opening with The Rock. It was fucking crazy. And now we will move on to our three stars of the week. I'm going to shout out. I got a couple shout outs here. Basically, the Chris Statlander shout out. She had two really good matches this week, just shy of cracking into my my top three matches of the week. But a special shout out to Chris Statlander and her matches against Britt Baker and Jade Cargill. Both of those were highlights of those shows. So, Congrats to Chris Statlander. Well done this week. And now the official three stars. Starting off with the third star. It's Drew McIntyre versus Xavier Woods on Raw. This was just one of those out of nowhere great matches. Like it's been a while since like you got to see a lot out of the New Day because they're always injured. But this was just a pleasantly good match. More competitive than I thought it was going to be. And almost I almost thought it was going to be a squash match. But Xavier Woods brought his game and it was a great match. Second star goes to Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton for the NXT Women's Championship on NXT. Um, you know, it's a, it's a good way to send off Tiffany Stratton, I guess. It was, what, her first and only title defense, I think. But it was a good, it was a really good match. Great atmosphere, probably the most 
uh, excited the, the crowd has been in a hot minute because Becky Lynch is back. And it was a great match, man. Good back and forth again. It was competitive. Tiffany looked really good. And Becky made her look really good. It was a lot of fun. And first star goes to Ilya Dragunov and Wesley NXT, baby. I mean, these two guys are... On another level right now, Drugonoff cannot have a match that is not great. And Wesley, man, he has seriously stepped up his game. Not just wrestling, but in terms of character and emotion. He is just on fire right now, picking up a first star award this week. Well done. And that is the show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. Uh, I will admit, I am going to be out of town uh, this upcoming week, so there's a very strong chance that I won't have a recap uh, ready to go for this week, but I do have a backup plan uh, for your wrestling nuts out there. I'm going to more than likely, if there isn't a recap, there's going to be a top 10 of my top 10 dream matches that I would like to have, so kind of change it up, give you some wrestling content that you know isn't reviewing the shows, so if that's out, then that's out, and you can let me know what you think about that. Other than that, everything should be fairly normal, but um, yeah, keep an eye out for on Twitter or anything like that. Um, you can follow, the link is down below. I'll announce anything if any of the plans change or what's going on. You can keep up with that. All these get uploaded to YouTube, so you can watch them there. You can leave a comment. If you want to have a question answered live on the podcast, send in your questions on Twitter, email, YouTube. All those places are great. I'll answer them live as long as they're appropriate, and you would like me to. If you don't, you can just have a private conversation. We could just nerd out about wrestling, video games, or hockey. So be my guest. Send in questions if you want to get involved with the community and all that great stuff. And that's it for me, everybody. Thank you so much again for listening. We'll be back again with more GX Pluscast. Cast.